There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. This Sunday marks the 25th anniversary of the Seinfeld finale, which aired on May 14, 1998. I spoke to Julia Louis-Dreyfus in 2018 when she received the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. Hi, Julia. WTOP in D.C. How are you? Good. How are you? you? Good. Um, in Seinfeld, you lost a contest because of a Kennedy John John, and now we're back at the Kennedy Center yeah. winning the prize here, That's winning right. the contest. You feel like you got a little revenge there on the guy? It hadn't even occurred to me, but now that you mention it, perhaps so. <laughs> I want to know about the dance, your famous Elaine dance. How did you, as an actress, and the physical comedy of that come up with that? Does it emanate with the thumbs and then work its way down all the way to Sweet Fancy Moses? Or I, I don't really recall, and it, because it was quite a while ago, but I did stand in front of a mirror to see... Um, what physicality made me look the worst? Do we dare ask you to recreate it on the on the red carpet here you at the can, Kennedy Center? Try, but I'm not gonna <laughs> awesome. And um, just how much of an honor is it here? And and also just Seinfeld also just said that all four people in the show you couldn't have plucked one of them out, and, and the show wouldn't have worked. And yeah. the fact that you're the first of them to get it. But talk about the foursome there, and and how in a way you're kind of winning it for all of them too here, and you're out front. Well, I believe in the power of ensemble work and working together. Um, um, and I think that speaks to Jerry's comment. I agree with that. Um, we were a foursome, and uh, a forceful foursome. And but I think that's true in my life. With a, with the work that I've done, I love working in ensembles and sort of linking arms with other actors to sort of carry the burden of. It's hardly a burden, but to make the sh- the, the show a, a, a even better thing. I also spoke to Jerry Seinfeld, who showed up on the red carpet to pay tribute. Hello, Hello. la la la. Oh, hey. yo, Never heard one. of that before. Never. Um, I want to know about the giant. It's um, unfortunate your screen covers your face. That's. that's oh, it's that's much better. better. Yeah. yeah no, better, I think yeah. it's better off for you actually. Um, no, I want to know about the big get out shove. The first time she did that, or was there a time that she uh, mm. rocked you a little hard? Are your shoulders yeah, yeah. still a little bruised? Yeah, yeah. Those were great. I don't know how that started, <laughs> but it was so funny the way she would do it. I think she just did it one time, and we and we just thought it was so funny. And I'm not even sure how many we did. We did a lot of them. I would love that when she would push me and I would disappear out of frame. So good. So funny. And in, like, the Bizarro one, you know, she was the fulcrum that never had the Bizarro. She was the one caught between the two friends. That's you know? right, yes. So is, is that, you know, does that signify her role in the show? I mean, was she sort of the, I mean, I guess she was equally as bad as all the other characters, morally. <laughs> but uh, yes. they all I went to jail. I think they were bad morally. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all somewhat selfish in life. Yeah. That's, that's part of what we like about the comedies. We relate to that little selfish streak that we all have. Yeah. Well, in the contest episode, you remember that it was John F. Kennedy Jr., and now we're at the 
Kennedy Center here, oh, coming yeah, full circle. That. So which contest is harder to win, that one or the Mark Twain Prize? <laughs> Uh, the Mark Twain Prize is harder. You got because you have to have a career of success to get this prize. Yeah. And yeah. You were talking about the dance earlier. We said it was her. First, she nailed on the first try. Yeah. Does yeah. It start in the thumbs and sort of emanate. Down yeah. The body? Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing she did was that exact dance. And who came up with "Sweet Fancy Moses"? Full body dry heave set to music. I think it was "Sweet Fancy Moses" was Jeff Schaefer, and full body dry heave set to music was mine. Yeah. To be what that show became uh, would not have happened without her. Yes, it would not have worked. It would not. You would not have felt like the chemistry was right or the elements were right it just you know everything is uh, has to feel a certain way yeah she wasn't gonna read she was just coming in to say hi she wasn't available to do the show she had signed to do another show or she was about to as I recall she she might remember this better and we were just gonna talk and so she came in. Larry knew her from SNL because he was a writer when she was a cast member. And then it was, she and I were just sitting there, the two of us. And I said, well, this is a couple of pages that we've written with your character. You want to read them? She said, okay. So just she and I sitting there in two chairs. And we read them. And I just went, yep, that's a, uh, you know, if you're, if you're asking why do certain relationships work and why do, and, and, and some don't, I don't know the answer to that. As we, it's, uh, you know, magic. Magic happens and or doesn't happen. The trick is to know it when you see it. You can't make it, but when you see it, you gotta go, that's it, that's it, stop there. That girl, that's the one. I don't think she's changed in, uh, at, at all. I mean, she's still, she, she loves the, you know, really great uh, comedic performers love the mechanics of it. They really, they want to get into, well, how does this bit work? Is it better if I turn like that? Is it funnier like that? Should I use this hand? You know, everything has to kind of be figured out. And she loves to do that. Uh, I feel that way about all the cast members. We're all like, uh, we were in love with each other, the four of us, honestly. Absolutely head over heels in love with each other. We each thought the other three was fantastic. And that's a really nice way to work. And that's another reason I ended the show when I did. I never wanted to have anything else happen. So, you know, we have had this amazing nine years together. It's like a party. I don't like to be the last one to leave the party. You know, I like to, okay, we had a good time. Let's, let's, not, let's not twist the sponge too hard. I next spoke to her Veep co-star, Tony Hale. It's really cool. It's, um, I was just telling somebody else that it's, uh, you know, a lot of times you go to events and you kind of feel obligated and it's, you know, you're... Ex it's not you're not that excited to be there I was thrilled to be here this weekend because someone as deserving as Julia this is just a joy to watch it's just to be a part of this it's really exciting and that's the thing is with her kind of longevity it, it's she has such huge talent but it's also how she sees people how she values people her kindness that's what gives you the longevity you know so I, I have a lot of admiration for her this is pretty thrilling I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
also spoke to fellow comedian Kamel Nanjiani. You know, I love D.C. I love visiting. Unfortunately, I haven't really been able to do very much this trip. I just got in last night and just this. So I'd love to explore more, but so, so I haven't really gotten a sense of how or if it feels different being here. One of the funniest people going today, Kamel Nanjiani. Um, do you, I want to know, do you have a favorite Seinfeld episode or moment involving Julia? You know, I, I don't... It, there are so many, so many. Well, you know, the yada, 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 I mentioned the bisque is <laughs> pretty hard to beat. That's probably one of the greatest lines in the history of television. So that one's pretty hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> How would you, uh, if you yada, yada in the big sick, what would you yada, yada over? The coma? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Now we've been married 11 years. <laughs> I think it's going to be a romantic comedy that goes down um, with, the, with the classics. I really thought oh, it was so great. When did you and um, your wife decide, like, oh, like, was it, was it something all along you were like, oh, this story is so insane that we have to adapt it? Or when did, when did you guys actually say, like, oh, we're, we're writing this into a screenplay? I think, you know, we wrote the script for three years before we filmed it. And we were thinking about it, I, I would say, a year or two before that. Because, you know, it was such a traumatic event. It took a little while to really recover from it. And once we'd recovered, we were like, okay, we, we know this is a story worth telling. And we know that nobody else can do it because nobody else has had this experience. So, so, yeah, it was for a little while. And for a little while, it was just getting mentally ready to be able to write about this thing that's so intense and close to us. I just want to thank you for the, we lost nine of our best guys that day. <laughs> we all lost. But what is, and just in closing, what is Julia's gift just from one comedian to another? I mean, what is, is it the fact that she can do like physical stuff like the dance or the shoves or what, what is it? I mean, it's everything, but the, the, the surprising thing is that she can do a million different things and do them all in a very real way. You know, I think there are certain comedians who have modes and they can be heightened or exaggerated, but she can kind of do everything and make it feel very real. I, I, don't, I can't think of anybody else who can do that. Maybe you, but we'll see. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no. Appreciate well, thank it. You. Musician Jack Johnson also showed up on the red carpet. Ah, uh, well, learned a lot just from the years of hanging out with her because she's such a normal person and she's an amazing actress as we all know but she's also an activist and uh, she's done so much work to protect the things that she loves uh, whether that's democracy or the ocean she's just constantly working at those things that she loves and she does it with so much ease she does it with humor with, uh, with a way of attracting other people wanting it's kind of her personality you want to be around her and she does the same thing even when she's working in those different fields, she kind of makes people want to join into the fight that she's fighting for. Yeah, I think comedians play a huge role. I think comedians are the geniuses of our time, and so I love to get that take where you're able to laugh at the obscurity of life when there's really depressing, heavy things going on. Sometimes the soul needs to release, and laughter is important. And so a comedic take on some of the serious issues is really important in our world. And I think somebody like Julia, she's really witty and she's very smart, obviously. And so I, I get a lot of my uh, my political insights from her. Uh, I got a song called uh, My Mind is for Sale that I wrote <laughs> during the last election. Um, I got a song called Where All the Good People Go I wrote years ago around election time. Um, it's obviously meant to have a, a bit of comedy to it too. It's just about flipping channels on TV sometimes and uh, you know trying to find something you can land on that feels real. And So sometimes when I'm here it inspires songs but also we love the museums here. We've taken the kids to the museums so a lot of beauty here as well and I've got a lot of good friends in town so 
Not all bad songs. A lot of, lot of uh, heartwarming songs I'm sure I've worked on around here as well. What are you going to be performing tonight? Can we get uh, a little teaser? Yeah, it's a song called Better Together, um, playing, and I can't sing acapellas too well, so <laughs> I have to wait till tonight. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a song about working together and being together. It's really a love song for her. I'll be playing it tonight for everybody. Yeah. And how did you meet Julia again? I know you shared um, a little bit. Yeah, we, we originally met each other working with a group called Heal the Ocean. It's an amazing nonprofit that does a lot of really great work for the ocean. And over the years, we've seen each other at different events for other nonprofits as well. And we became friends. And so now it's not always about activism. We also hang out uh, just for barbecues and things like that. How is she around the barbecues or around the campfire? You know, what's the behind the scenes Julia like? She's the same thing. She's exactly how you'd hope she'd be. She's just like one of her characters, just like a warm, really great personality. And she's so down to earth. I mean, uh, I don't like hanging out with weird celebrities, and she's not one of them. She's like a real normal one, you know, so. Well, we can say the same about you right now, so thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, and Kennedy Center President Deborah Rutter explained why she was the perfect choice. I think it's deserving, and, you know, there was no question. We all came together and said, who do you think? Julia, 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 Julia. Everybody thought it was time for her. And Why do you think that is? Like, what particular skill set? I think that because she has all of it. She is a great actor. She's a good person. She's really funny. And she's also a leader. She's a producer. She does all of these things. Um, so she's very natural and really beautiful and just a really great person. And we all seem to know that, don't we? And so it's really fun. We're thrilled to have her. As we sign off today, I urge you to check out the Jerry Seinfeld episode in our archives for more with Jerry as well as Kenny Banya and Jay Peterman. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.